Holly G with the Golf Insiders, with Todd Lewis from the Golf Channel Live from Harding Park in uh, misty, chilly San Francisco. Todd, how how is it out there? Um, it's uh, I you know I showed up at the PGA Championship and the British Open showed up. Uh, it's <laughs> in the last two mornings uh, I've been out on the grounds live for live from the PGA Championship at 7 a.m. local time and it's been low 50s wind 10 to 20 miles per hour uh, there's a fog rolling in so players will have those same conditions or very similar conditions on Thursday morning including Tiger Woods so it's interesting that the weather here besides the rough is that that those two factors have been you know, big challenges for these players as they try to prepare. The rough is thick and dense here, um, and spots. There's some spots are manageable, but if you miss the fairway, it's likely you're going to pay a price. And, and I mentioned the cold conditions. Players are having to kind of formulate how far the ball is traveling in these heavy, damp, chilly conditions. I talked to Jim Bones McKay and, and asked him to kind of give me a percentage of how less the ball is traveling and he says it's about eight percent less so that means that this golf course is going to play eight percent longer uh than it's listed so it's going to be a true test there's no doubt about it yeah i think it's listed at 72.50 and uh someone was saying it was going to play more like 7800 yes so, i would i'd agree yeah no doubt. a lot of buzz about that and uh the distance control is really going to be key um However, it looks like it's going to be a little bit sunnier for the rest of the maybe the tournament, the weekend. What What's the weather report? Well, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, the sun is going to come out. So that will obviously make the golf course a little more bouncy. Um, so, it, But it's still going to be a difficult test. It's still going to play long. Uh, Temperature is going to get up in the, maybe in the low 60s. Uh, so it, it will definitely not reach 70 this week. Um, but, yeah, there, there is more scorability as this golf course has you know, less dense air. Um, but it's still, I mean, I, I, I would actually be surprised if we get into double digits under par, to be honest. Um, it, it's going to be that type of, you know, you can score here, but it's not going to be 17, 18 under par. Well, uh, so exciting to have our first major of the 2020 season can't believe it's August, but uh, you know, as always, the majors just drum up these incredible storylines. And again, we have a packed menu of possibilities here. Let's start off with uh, Brooks Kepka, who potentially may be three-peating at this PGA Championship. Todd, I asked him last year at Beth Page the question about why he says majors are the easiest to win and what has led him to this winning approach. And, you know, I think a lot of people took notice when he answered that question and how he broke it down. In fact, it was mentioned again this year in his press conference. He just has a, a different mojo and gear he gets into for these majors, doesn't he? He does, um, but I feel like he's coming into this major without as much confidence as he had last year entering the PGA Championship. However, 
it is an improved confidence after what he did last week in Memphis. Um, and that is a result of some work he did on the weekend prior to last week's tournament in Memphis with his swing coach, Claude Harmon III. They were on a device that measures weight distribution during a swing. And at impact, Brooks's weight, 75% of it, was on his right side. Now, that is significant in that if you have that move and your weight on your right side, that means you're going to hit the ball left, which he was doing. Also, Brooks didn't know he was doing that. And subconsciously, according to Claude Harmon, he was protecting his left knee. If you remember, he had that terrible injury, slipped and fell right. in Korea last fall. And so that was probably you know, a protection from his mind, Brooks's mind, to, to take care of that left knee. So they worked on changing the weight shift now at impact after some work. Basically, 75% of the weight is back on his left side. And he said the ball straighter, and he went out and played well. And Memphis had the best showing of, of the year on the PGA Tour for Brooks Kepka. So I think he did recapture some mojo. Is he fully there to win the PGA Championship? I think so. I think he's trending, and I think he could be a force here this week. Sure is trending, especially after he almost repeated in Memphis last week at the WGC. Yep. You know, if it wasn't for that errant tee drive on 17, he had the pedal of the metal coming uh, after JT, but it, you well, know. Well, that's the key. That's the key, Holly, if I can stop you there. Yeah. Uh, you heard me describe what he's been battling, and that is hitting it left. You, when you have to hit it straight, you know, how does, how does this swing hold up after you've worked on it in pressure situations? And that was a pressure situation for him. He needed to obviously find a fairway and try to birdie the hole and get into a playoff with Justin Thomas. And it, it, he failed. So, you know, how, how does that swing hold up in these pressure situations? That's going to be the biggest key for him. Michelle Wee noted, too, who's certainly um, been through her share of injuries and a great new addition to Golf Channel, I might add. She astutely was uh, sharing how when players go through injuries, how you do start having this subconscious way mm -hmm. of protecting yourself that you often don't know you're doing. Right. And, and according to Claude Harmon, that's what he feels like Brooks was doing. Uh, I asked Brooks if he was consciously doing this, um, and he said no. So um, I, I think it was a big first step to understanding why his swing was off, and now it's just a matter of going out and, and trusting the swing and trusting that left knee that it's going to be fine through impact. And if, if he, if he established that this has established that trust and continues to establish it, uh, or at least verify it, I, I think, he, like I said, he, he could be in the mix here this week. Well, speaking of trusting your body, we know the other, you know, big story in that department is Tiger Woods. Of course, uh, you know, cooler weather, not usually good sign for Tiger in his back. But he's shooting for his fifth Wanamaker trophy. He's shooting to break Sam Snead's record and is going to notch another major against Jack Nicklaus's record should he be able to raise the Wanamaker trophy. And uh, you broke some news on Tiger's game yesterday. Yeah, he's got a, a new putter as far as competition goes in his bag. He's out uh, on Wednesday playing with this putter right now. Um, it's been his backup putter since the open at Royal Port Rush last year. Scotty Cameron actually built this putter for him to use 
at the Open last year at Royal Port Rush, but ultimately Tiger decided not to use it. Uh, this putter is very similar to the Newport 2 putter that Scotty Cameron made for him years and years ago that Tiger used to win 14 of his 15 major championships. It's the reliable Scotty. You don't trust him as Tiger calls him. Um, it's very similar. It's the big difference. On the sole of the putter, there are weights that you can put in, um, heavier weights if the greens are slow, lighter weights if they're fast, like Augusta National. And Tiger has been tinkering with this putter that at home in South Florida, likes the feel of it. He felt like he's been putting poorly. He didn't putt very well at the Memorial, his last start. And he said, you know what, I'm going to use this one. Uh, so he's planning on using this new putter. He's never used it again in competition. Now, he still has the right, and he and I don't think he will, but he might wake up tomorrow morning and say, you know what, I'm going to go back to old trusty. Uh, but as of now, the plan is to use this new putter. All right, Justin Thomas, three-time winner this year on the PGA Tour. Nine top ten finishes. And for those that need a little refresher, PGA Championship winner in 2017. Coming off his third win in Memphis. Uh, is that a blessing or a curse, do you think? Uh, it's a blessing. There's no doubt about it. If you consider not only how well he played, but how strong that field was. Uh, I believe it had 42 of the top 50 in the world. Um, Reestablished him as the number one player in the world. Um, and I, I think he is... Well, I, you know, we talk about players that are mature for their age, the Jordan Spieth, the Colin Markow. Put Justin Thomas in that category as well. Agreed. Um, uh, he, he very much is in control of his emotions now. He can still be fiery, but that's okay. He lets it go, and he doesn't carry it around with him during a round. But I think he has a really strong edge entering a big tournament especially if he comes off a week where he played well and I think that it's not by coincidence that he uh, look he his guy his caddy Jimmy Johnson is under the weather and he wants him to feel better but he's got Jim Bones McKay on the bag and it's not by coincidence that those two worked so well together last week and ultimately won and Bones is on the bag here this week too so I think Justin could be a very big force here this week as well yeah, that's called having a big secret weapon, that's for sure. Uh, in other big potential stories, Jordan Spieth, who, by the way, finished third at the PGA Championship last year, going after the Grand Slam. He'd be the sixth mm -hmm. player to do it. What do you think about Jordan? I think he's, he's playing better. Uh, I don't know if this golf course is good for Jordan or not. Uh, I it doesn't look like it on paper, but of course they don't play on paper as we all hear. Um, you know, he's got to be a little more in control with his driver. It's been a little all over the place uh, at times. And I don't know if he has the confidence to be playing out of the rough a lot here at TPC Harding Park because it is so difficult. But if he can find the fairways, absolutely. I think that his iron game and his putting game which has been fairly consistent throughout his career, are strong enough to put himself into contention, but he's got to find a fair way. Rory is um, looking to get rid of this uh, ongoing annoying question, why has any won more majors? Why was the last major 2014? What's your thought on Rory's chances? 
You know, I just talked to Rory, and we're going to have him on uh, live from the PGA Championship tonight at 7 o'clock Eastern. Um, he said that his game is close, and I said, what's missing? And he said, just just making silly mistakes, not getting up and down for par, uh, you know, being a little more efficient with his swing and his round, uh, just avoiding the big numbers. He said that's that's something that has been – an issue for him over the last few weeks, and if he could just mentally clean those things up, he feels like he's very capable of winning this championship. Um, I don't think he's really motivated in the fact that he hasn't won a major since 2014 at Val which happens to be this PGA Championship. Um, but um, I, I think he's more in the moment right now, and he'll let history follow him as long as he can get the job done. Yeah, he definitely said it wasn't keeping him up at night. I thought he made another interesting comment because, you know, a lot of the media questions have been about how they're going to feel about no fans. I mean, yes, they've been out playing for seven, eight weeks now, but this is a major, right? We, we know uh, the echoes of the crowds around a golf course and how could, that can ratchet up the pressure. But he was saying you don't even know what the guys in your own group are doing because they don't have any sign bearers. Uh, scoring bears yeah well that's true but there are plenty of leaderboards out here that they can see i mean they're and they've been out on the pga tour as well uh yeah but you're right yeah i mean you're right it is different if you're not if you're not used to being a guy that watches a leaderboard though right that even that puts you into a different sort of rhythm don't you think absolutely i mean this is a different world out here for these guys but rory uh and others have been out here now for this will be the this will be the tenth PGA Tour sanctioned tournament since we took the break for the pandemic. So this is not anything new. Um, if anything, I find it that it's hard to differentiate this tournament here with no fans compared to Memphis last week. Right. Uh, I mean, because uh, it's the same thing. Uh, the environment is exactly the same. Uh, I know this is a major. And I know subconsciously, yes, and consciously, this is supposed to be a bigger event. But when you're on the grounds, it's got the same feel as every other tournament that they have played since returning from the break because of the pandemic. All right. They're playing on the West Coast, Northern California. Uh, One guy who's on my radar who, um, you know, had his breakthrough last year at Pebble Beach, Gary Woodland. Uh, who had a good tournament last week, and he also tied for eighth in the PGA Championship last uh, year. Uh, Gary had a little twinkle in his eye, Todd, during his press conference. I'm, I'm thinking uh, he might be a good bet. I think he's definitely capable for sure. You know, we talked about the fact that it's just two hours away, Pebble Beach, and you know, getting uh, off the plane and getting back here in Northern California, he, he definitely thought about winning the u.s open last year um but he like jordan he's got he's got to hit the fairway and he understands that that's his priority i asked him actually and hopefully we'll have this on live from pga championship tonight on golf channel that i said fill in the blank gary woodland will have a good week if he does what and he said finding the fairway that's emphasis on him on uh, for him rather strategically so if he can do that he feels like the other aspects of his game are very very strong and and will be in the mix well he's got the power and of course um they're saying that you gotta hit it long you gotta hit it straight uh bryson said it suits a bomber is he gonna be able to swing away 
Well, yes. I, I actually did an interview with him yesterday, and I asked him about his strategy, and he said he would rather be 40 yards closer in the rough than in the fairway 40 yards behind. Um, he feels like that's an advantage. And that, that's the way he is attacking every golf course since coming back from the pandemic and putting on 30, 40 pounds. Um, and, you know, I this is the thickest, the most lush rough that he will face since we have returned. So this theory is going to be tested the most here this week of just bomb it as far as you can take where it lies as long as you're closer to the hole that you feel like you can get it on the green then that's that's the strategy he's going to take that's going to be tested severely here this week so that brings dj into the mix of course um despite you know his win at the travelers he he said that he had injured his back from simply swinging badly in the last couple tournaments yeah i think i if 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 i was going to put up a, a roster of players to to pick this week. I don't know if Dustin Johnson would be on it right now. I think um, I think his game is a little off, to be honest. I don't know how much uh, Frank, more Frank I could be. He's he's searching. <laughs> so, uh, but he, you know, obviously he's got the talent. He could maybe find lightning in a bottle this week again. But uh, from a confidence perspective, I don't I don't think he's peaking right now. All right, how about a couple of California boys? Colin Morikawa, who's getting so much attention. Talk, you know, as you mentioned, a, a, a kid who already shows so much poise out there on the PGA Tour and chalking up another win. I really like this guy, Todd. I think his iron play is one of the – he's one of the best iron players on the PGA Tour. There's no doubt about it. And the fact that he went to Cal Berkeley, which is about a half hour from TPC Harding Park, He's used to playing in these cold, damp conditions. Cal Berkeley, they have this microclimate kind of around their campus uh, as opposed to Stanford, which is in Palo Alto, which could be 15, 20 degrees warmer. Uh, so I, I, I think he definitely has the confidence. He has proven to himself. And with that second victory, not the first, the second victory that it's a validation win that he can compete out here on the world stage with the best players. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I think, he's, I think he's got an opportunity here this week in a, in a place where he, he loves, uh, in an area he loves. Well, here's one that I, I can't call him a long shot, but he you know, may be flying under the radar, and he's back for his first event. That's Adam Scott, whose game really started to turn around last year. Um, is this a golf course that sets up well for Adam? Um, yes, I think. I'm not sure. He's a mystery. He hasn't played competitively since the players, since the first round of the players. Uh, so I'm not sure. He, he opted, his family lives in Australia, he and his family, and he has opted to uh, kind of see how things go with quarantine situation and traveling to the United States. Uh, you know, so he hasn't played competitively. Now, Adam did spin it and say that, hey, a lot of these guys have been out here playing a lot of golf and they may be a little burned out. I'm fresh, which may be true, but at the same time, you know, getting back uh, into competitive golf, especially at a major championship, you know, that, that comes with some nerves and rust as well. So we'll see how he performs here over the next few days. 
What about uh, the European players? Everybody's saying, oh, these conditions are kind of, you know, right for a, a Euro to win. Hey, they play over here probably just as much as they play over in their homeland. But uh, what about a Tommy Fleetwood, a Matthew Fitzpatrick? There's some great players uh, that could be contending, don't you think? Well, a- absolutely, and I'd look out for, for Matt Fitzpatrick. He's been trending a bit lately on the PGA Tour, uh, but I would keep my eye out on I own rather Terrell Hatton, uh, a guy. Love that has, guy who won the won the API this year. Yep, he's he's won already this year, as you mentioned. He's put himself in contention a couple of times already since we've returned from the break. Um, I, I think he's gritty and tough enough uh, to to come out here and win a major championship, and this might be the best course for him to do it so far in his young career. I like him a lot. Well, there's so many players. There's you know, Webb Simpson, who won at Olympic. You got Jason mm-hmm. Day, who's, you know, seeming to get his game coming back. Tony Finau, we'd love that guy to break through. John Rahm, who sat on the uh, world number one for two weeks. This this tournament's loaded with storylines, Todd. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun to watch. All right. There's no doubt about it. Who you, who, who's your pick? I, who's your who's your pick out of, uh, you know, let's, let's say the – the experienced players, and who's your uh, long shot? Well, you heard me mention his name. I do like Terrell Hatton this week. I, I think he, he has the game and he has the strength. I think he likes playing in this kind of climate. It reminds him of back home in the U.K., um, and I think he's ready. I think he's ready now to step up to another level and win a major championship. And how about we've seen in the past of the VJ Championship that there can be kind of a one-hit wonder that, uh, you know, comes out of nowhere do you see that happening or you know a guy doing it for the first time no i do not uh this is a big boy golf course the winners here at harding park tiger woods and boy mcelroy i don't see the no 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 offense to the sean McKeels, the rich beans uh the y.a yangs but this this definitely separates the great player from the good player well I can't wait. I think the whole golf world can't wait for a major championship. And uh, Todd, when can my listeners tune in to Golf Channel for all your coverage? Basically, every every second of every minute of every hour of every day, <laughs> we're covering PGA Championship. Uh, we'll have live from the PGA Championship tonight, uh, Wednesday night, seven o'clock. To, awesome. To nine, and uh, we'll have post round coverage each and every day, beginning Thursday. Well, it's been on 24-7 in my house, and I know you've been working uh, uh, from sunup to sunset, so I appreciate so much you taking some time for us. Thanks, Todd. Be well. Bye-bye.